Welcome to this podcast series for the Angaza Awards sponsored by Kenyan Wall Street. We're talking today with Tabi Sengiwe, General Manager for Public Affairs and Sustainability at Old Mutual Limited. Welcome, Tabi. Thank you very much, Noro. Great. We thank Old Mutual for sponsoring the 2022 Angaza Awards ceremony, which takes place on 8th June. We are looking forward to that day. It's a great pleasure to be uh, with you. Great. Thank you so much. So maybe to start us off, um, you can please share some brief information about Old Mutual for our listeners who maybe may not be too familiar with the company. Absolutely, Nuru. You know, Old Mutual is a company that is 177 years old. In a nutshell, we're in the business of helping people and companies do great things with their money. It's something that we've been passionate about for over 177 years. The company was first established in Cape Town in 1845 as South Africa's first mutual life insurance company, offering financial security in uncertain times. Today, the group has grown into a premier pan-African financial services group that offers a broad spectrum of financial solutions to retail and corporate customers across key segments in 14 countries, and we have listing on five stock exchanges. We have an employment of 27,000 people in our primary operations in South Africa and the rest of Africa, as well as our niche business in China. So from financial planning to managing financial portfolios, Old Mutual really provides a broad range of customers across the continent with tailor-made advice and solutions that they need to strengthen their financial well-being. That's quite amazing. So, so Old Mutual has been around for quite a long time, um, 170 plus years. Um, right now, we're in the midst uh, of the COVID uh, pandemic. I know a lot of us feel that maybe COVID is behind us, but we're seeing uh, the virus spike uh, around the world. Um, mm. Indeed, we find that the pandemic has had really adverse effects, if we could say, uh, on society, on the economy. Um, maybe from your view, uh, Old Mutual being in so many countries with a pan-African continental view of the continent, um, can you highlight some of the impacts that we have seen from the pandemic and maybe bringing a little bit closer to home uh, in terms of women's economic empowerment? Because I know this is an area that you particularly are passionate about. Absolutely, Nuru. I mean, the health, social and economic crisis triggered by COVID and the subsequent lockdowns across the globe has really exacerbated the existing gender gaps. And it's deepened an already vulnerable situation for women. Various studies have been conducted which make reference to this. Um, One of those being the Empowering Women at Work, Company Policies and Practices for Gender Equality Report. And according to that report, the progress made in advancing women in the workplace slid back to 2017 levels due Mm. to the pandemic. It's also increased the unequal burden of care carried by women, causing more women than men to leave the labor market because women tend to be the primary caregivers, taking care of children, taking care of elderly parents and ill relatives. So the economic hardship brought on by the pandemic 
has also been a significant has also been significant for women who have been at greater risk of retrenchment, um, reduced working hours brought on by having to be the caregiver, um, and also those reduced working uh, working hours being experienced in, in sectors such as hospitality, accommodation, food services, and manufacturing, because that's that's the hardest hit area um, sector in terms of what the lockdown um, presented. So research also conducted by the United Nations has showed that the number of men in employment is projected to return to pre-pandemic levels, while the number of women is expected to be 13 million fewer than it was in 2019. According to a World Bank report, informal sector jobs, which account for more than 90% of the labor force in sub-Saharan Africa, were particularly at risk during the pandemic, and most informal workers are women. So it has really had a very, very hard knock-on effect on employment opportunities, income opportunities, especially for women because of those factors. That's that's really some some you know sobering numbers. Thirteen million less women going back into the workforce, and and I think really we have all seen um, the impact, particularly from the informal sector. Um, um, and, and a lot of our businesses, especially women-owned businesses, I think really were not prepared um, to deal with the level of business interruption that we have seen. Um, mm. And you really bring out the point about the role of women in this type of a space, right? So um, I think a lot has been said around the, the, the inherent characteristics and qualities of women and how women lead differently. Um, I don't know, what do you think can be done to tackle gender disparity um, within business and within leadership levels? Because I imagine the more women we have making decisions, then how we respond to um, such crises as COVID, I think might be a little mm-hmm. bit different, right? Or I don't know what you think. Yeah, and, and actually a lot needs to be done in this area because I think we probably do need to take time um, and look at uh, some of the structures in the workplace. So mm. if you look, for instance, at how fairly rigid and hierarchical um, the structures are and the systems, um, including until very recently, the fixed working hours, as well as office location, um, all of those were designed by men during the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century. And typically and traditionally, traditionally the current systems kind of continue to suit the lifestyle of a person who can have a single-minded focus on their work responsibilities because they have a female partner who runs the household and takes care of all the domestic responsibilities. So perhaps it's, it's time now that we direct more energy into considering how the whole system can be redesigned to better accommodate and appeal to women. Um, instead of, you know, putting the focus on how to groom and support women to fit into a world that suits men, we mm-hmm. really do need to reconsider actually some of the gains that have been brought on by COVID-19, things such as your office can actually be in your home, um, mm-hmm. and that actually working hours can be uh, more flexible um, as long as you ensure that you, you, you get the output that you seek. Of course, this may differ from sector to sector, 
um, manufacturing would be different to production would be different to financial services. I take that. But I do think that the time is now for really looking at um, reconsidering some of those fairly, fairly rigid structures and systems that have been in existence that do still skew towards catering for someone whose single focus is their job. Um, because there are women who have actually, I call it, you know, focusing on five things, being the caregiver, the worker, the professional, being the mother, being the wife, um, and also just having some me time, which is a lot. It is a lot. They say it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard being a woman in a man's world. And um, I think you're right. I think, I think um, there is a need for some sense of re-engineering and redesigning what, what work should look like um, in, you know, in the post-pandemic era. I think we've all seen messages around companies that are now requiring and, uh, their employees to come back to the office um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of debate going on right now, which is really interesting because I think bef- when, you know, one year into the pandemic, I think people were more amenable to the flexible work arrangements. But I don't know, Tabby, it seems like we're going, we're forgetting the lessons learned from COVID and Indeed. people are now demanding employees to come back, all employees to come back, whereas there might be a need to have some kind of an assessment of the job Absolutely. role. And, you Definitely. know. Mm-hmm. But what about and, and internally? You, sure. Actually, mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just saying, and considering how you actually get the best out of people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, and that's really the purpose of work, I imagine. But what about mm-hmm. within your organization, right? So what, what, what re-engineering have you done? What programs has um, Old Mutual possibly implemented to help elevate women and diversity and promote diversity? You know, diversity and inclusion is one of our core values at Old Mutual. We absolutely firmly believe in the inclusion of women in the economy. We believe that if you include women in the economy, it empowers others. It helps societies to grow stronger and leads to greater success and economic growth. So we are also very proud that we have a growing number of women in top leadership positions including five dynamic female leaders on our exco, which is comprised of 10 members. And that makes us one of Africa's most gender transformed financial services companies. With more than 56% of employees across the countries where we operate being women. We're also very proud of our positive impact that is made by the Massachusetts Fund in South Africa. And that is an old mutual initiative that supplies loans working capital and mentorship, mostly to entrepreneurial ventures run and owned by black women and youth in rural and peri-urban communities in South Africa. This um, fund has been in existence for over 15 years, and it has really facilitated the success of hundreds of black owned businesses in South Africa. And it also really does uh, speak to how do you ensure that you grow the economy by growing the women-owned businesses, because we know that small businesses are the ones that actually create employment opportunities. And also to demonstrate our support for gender equality internally to our employees, Old Mutual ran a hashtag each for equal campaign and also a hashtag unleash her drive during Women's Month and on International Women's Day. We've also supported Pride Month over the past few years 
with events that are aimed at increasing awareness and respect for the rights of the LGBTQIA community. And I'm just saying it's a priority for Old Mutual to ensure that there's diverse representation in the workplace, that all employees feel they have a place where they are accepted and respected and can be themselves. Wow, wow that's fantastic. Um, so maybe just uh, before we wrap up, maybe switching gears to you <laughs> as a person. Um, I think you've had really such a, a remarkable um, career and, and, and quite a number of amazing achievements. Um, for the young ladies who are listening and are listening to you, Tabby, who are looking at you and your career and looking at Old Mutual, um, maybe could you share some tips or guidance from your path and, and maybe some of the, the key lessons maybe you learned in terms of navigating um, uh, in, this, in this COVID era or just really just in general in the male-dominated financial services sector? Thanks, Nuru. Firstly, I really, I, I am humbled um, because when I started out, I never knew where I would land. Mm. Um, and, I'm, and I'm saying that knowing full well that those listening to this are probably where I started. Um, some are landing, some have landed, but I don't ever think that the journey is, is complete until we are six feet under. So mm. life is uh, a, a, long, a long-term learning um, journey generally, and really it's about growing um, and it's about learning as much as you can. But I would really give just maybe six tips, I suppose, or five. Um, one of the things is about making sure that you develop a strong personal brand. It is really about combining your good professional reputation with exciting career opportunities. Make sure you are clear on what your unique skills and ac accomplishments are and that you can tell your career story in a concise and interesting way. In that process, make sure that number two, you build your network. Network, network, network. Network both inside and outside your organization so that you've got options if your situation changes. You absolutely want people to remember your name when interesting projects are being discussed. Get to know the right people, impress them with your work. Build a strong network. It is absolutely worth your time and effort. The third thing is ask for feedback. It's another bit of career advice that we absolutely need to ask for feedback. The only way to improve is to know what you need to improve on. Employees who proactively ask for feedback from management and then implement it wisely typically end up being the top performers in, the, in their field. And I think within that, we also owe it to give honest feedback in a caring way to those whom we have been given the privilege to lead. The fourth bit is about project confidence. The more confident and competent you appear, I mean, project um, confidence is what I'm saying. The more confident and comp competent you appear, the more others will have confidence in your abilities too. So you need to be able to express yourself clearly and be able to ask for what you want or what you need. The first one is about being persistent. Don't give up. Don't ever, ever give up. If you want that job or promotion, keep at it. Sometimes things don't happen as fast as we would like. 
But once you've set yourself a goal, be single-minded about it. Write down your goals. Review them regularly. Get support to achieve them. Make sure your manager knows what your professional goals are. Tell them what you'd like to achieve and ask for feedback and support if necessary. Gone are the days when you don't want to share with your manager what your aspirations are. We are losing talent because people are not expressing their goals with their managers. Be open with your manager. Discuss what your professional goals are. That's actually the person that will open the doors for you and help you to make sure that you are prepared for that job. Then lastly, find a mentor. The majority of women who have succeeded in their careers and reached positions of influence credit some form of mentoring for getting them where they are. Many organizations have women's initiatives and networks, so use them. The best mentors are often senior women that you establish a relationship with and can end up being a sounding board for you. So put yourself out there, get to know senior women in your organization, and if they reciprocate your interests, you can then build the relationship like you would any other relationship. But make sure that you are finding that mentor, tell them what it is that you want, and make sure that you are capitalizing on that. Wow, that's awesome. I think that's, <laughs> that's really great feedback. Um, some really great tips that you've shared. Um, I think really just um, the point about, you know, the fact that we all have unique skills. It's really just having that confidence. Um, we've covered a lot of ground, Tabby. Uh, we started by learning about Old Mutual um, over 170 years, 27,000 employees, 14 countries, quite a big organization um, that I think uh, touches the lives of many of our, our listeners. Um, and really, thanks for giving us a, a quick view into how COVID is shaping and, and helping reshape what the work environment looks like, right? So we have to make sure that those 13 million women that might not be returning into the workforce, we need to find strategies to make sure that they come back um, either into the workforce or start their businesses, which I think leads me to really just commend Old Mutual um, uh, for the Masizane Fund, uh, because we do need more products targeting women-owned businesses um, for working capital and, and mm. also for mentorship support, like you mentioned, right? So even That's if we're not coming back to work, um, we certainly can start businesses. So it's great that companies like Old Mutual recognize the opportunity within the she economy. Sure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you again to All Mutual for sponsoring the Angaza Awards. We look forward to celebrating the awardees. And my name is Nuru Mugambi, and I'm the chairperson of Angaza Awards. And it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to host this discussion. Thank you, Tabby, for your time. Thank you, Nuru. All right. And until next time, goodbye, everyone.